Good evening. Uh, 20625, Committee of the Whole Meeting, Wednesday, May 5th at 6 o'clock. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Present. Councilor Falco. Present. Vice President Knight. Present. Councilor Marks. Present. Councilor Morell. Present. Councilor Scarpelli. Present. President Carviello. Present. Seven affirmative. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order, suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, Chapter 30, Section 18, and the Governor's March 15, 2020 order, imposing strict limitation on the number of people that may gather in one place. This meeting of the Memphis City Council Committee of the Whole will be conducted via remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information in the general guidelines for remote, from remote participation by members of the public and or parties with a right or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Method website at www.method.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained here. No in-person attendance of the members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings in real time via technological means. In the event we're unable to do so, despite best efforts, we will post on the City of Medford or Medford Community Media website an audio or video recording, transcript, or other comprehensive record of the proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. Okay. The purpose of this meeting this evening is, is uh, to discuss the safety concerns related to the traffic in the North Medford uh, neighborhood. Uh, this is an on, this has been this is an ongoing uh, 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 meeting, and the city has invited uh, uh, traffic director Todd Blake, uh, Sergeant Hodgson, to attend uh, the meeting. For further information and aids and accommodations, contact the city clerk at 781-393-2425. Sincerely yours, Richard Caraviello. Uh, we have attendance now. We also want to let you know we have uh, Chief Buckley in attendance also at this meeting. So, uh, is Todd on the meeting? Todd, I don't see uh, I don't see Todd Blake here. Mr. Clerk, do you know yeah, him? Yeah. He's present. Oh, okay. There you are. Sorry, I didn't see it there. Um, Councilor Falco, anybody want to start and uh, get the conversation going? Councilor Marks, is, is, this was your resolution. So you want to Another meeting, so if we could have yeah. the chief. Okay. Uh, did you want to make a statement, chief? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Even Chief, uh, I'm Chief, happy. name and address of the record, please. Oh, sorry, Chief Jack Buckley, Medford PD, 100 Main Street, Medford, Mass. Um, you know, so thank you for, for holding the meeting and thank you for allowing us to come and, and talk about these issues. And we are actively involved in trying to solve problems around the city that relate to traffic. But as I've said over and over again, you know, there's a phenomenon all throughout Massachusetts and other, and other areas that there's a influx of vehicles uh, and they flood these city streets and it's hard to control. There are public ways that we have some rights to control and some rights where we can't control. And uh, we're always combating no matter what changes we make. There's these apps out there that allow them to make changes and move around these things. But that being said, uh, Sergeant Hotnet's here tonight. I've been working with uh, Todd Blake and we constantly review the area of North Medford and, and traffic. We've made some recent, over the past few years, we've made some changes and I think they've been effective. There still needs to be more work. And so I just wanted to tell you, I do have to leave tonight, but I wanted to say to you publicly that we are here and understand that there needs to be more work done and we will work with you guys to get it done. 
not all the solutions are going to be easy. Um, I think we've tried some in the past that didn't work, you know, prior to my administration. But um, I will review this meeting afterwards and, and look and see what we talk. And Sergeant Hartwell will fill me in. And you, so you, you have our participation in this, our, our partnership with getting this sort of done uh, and, and working on some of the solutions. I believe uh, yesterday we met for quite some time with uh, uh, Todd Blake and, and uh, Sergeant Hartnett, and we have some things to present to you for different suggestions and solutions and, and problems. And, um, we can go from there. I think it's going to be a constant study, right? We have to put in some, some things and we have to study them and then we may have to change them. But I mean, I just wanted to say before I left that we are on board with, with helping and trying to get these things. We recognize that some of the problems evolve and come from uh, DCR or state roads and some of the problems come from another city where Malden is on that side. And, uh, you know, whatever we do may have to involve some of that cooperation with, with the other city and the state on that. So, uh, you know, I'm willing and able to jump in where and when we need to do that. Uh, but so I will, again, follow this meeting up tomorrow. Uh, I'll listen for a little while longer. Sergeant Hartnett has a lot of facts and presentations. We did recent traffic studies up there. We've done past traffic studies. Uh, Todd Blake will talk a little bit about what we're going on. So, um, but that, I just want to make sure that you, you, you hear that from the beginning before I have to leave that, you know, just, Let's keep talking. Let's keep working with these solutions and putting them out there and hopefully it gets resolved. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Mr. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Mr. President. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. And I wanna thank uh, my colleague, Councilor Falco, Councilor Scarpelli and yourself, uh, as well as Councilor Knight for, uh, this has been an issue for a number of years that we've been tracking. And I, I wanna thank uh, the members of the council uh, for pushing these issues. Also in the spirit of cooperation, Mr. President, I wanna thank uh, under Chief Buckley's leadership, we, we have made some headway and, and some positive results have resulted from our on-site meeting, uh, which I think we all can attest to. Uh, I've received a number of calls with uh, residents that were very pleased with some of the initiatives taken by the city as a result of our on-site meeting. As Chief Buckley just alluded to, there are a number of pieces to the puzzle that I think we still need to attend to uh, in order to, uh, you know, maybe trial and error, as you mentioned, Chief. You put out a suggestion, if it doesn't seem to work, as uh, Sergeant Hartnett knows, we move on to something else. And the one issue I'd like to see, and we've had many discussions, Chief, is the resident-only access uh, between certain times. Uh, and I realize that may be a hard sell uh, because uh, of the streets and the location, but I think it's the next piece of the puzzle that we should try, even if it's a pilot uh, for a period of time, just to see if it alleviates some of the cut through traffic. We, we've implemented a number of um, steps in order to slow traffic down, crosswalks, signage, um, you know, uh, bump outs and so forth. But I think the next logical step is to try to de decrease some of the volume through that area like we've done and been successful in other sections of the city. Uh, so with that being said, Mr. President, I look forward to hearing from Todd Blake tonight. Uh, I appreciate Sergeant Hartnett and Chief Buckley being here. And I, I do believe this is a work in progress and uh, we're, we're making steps uh, towards the eventual uh, safety in that area. And uh, I think that's a positive thing. So I wanna thank all parties involved, Mr. President. Chief. But with apologies that I do at the least. So the resident only signs 
create some inherent problems. And, and in certain issues or certain uh, times they work and in other times they don't. And the biggest issue, and I just want to keep in mind is we can't tell the difference between a resident and a non-resident when they're driving a motor vehicle, right? And so it gets to be very difficult. We can't randomly stop people and ask them those questions, right? So that we're precluded from doing that. So inherently, if, if people drive through them, we, we, we really don't know what their purpose is and how they're doing. And we can't just sort of randomly, like I said, enforce that. Um, it, it also adds to it that, you know, north of those areas, right, those, those you know, you got Fulton Spring Road and Fulton Street, there's a lot of residents up there. And that means there's a lot of vehicles up there. And so, you know, that adds to the issue of, you know, there's a lot of residents that we travel on those roads and we can't really distinguish. So I just throw that out there. I'm not saying no to the issue. I'm just saying that's one of our inherent problems is that, like, just to throw a sign up doesn't necessarily mean we can always enforce it in those areas. And in the specific areas where it works sometimes in the city, it's it's some I don't know we're surprised by the results that 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 individuals adhere to it on themselves but that it's limited there's not as much traffic going through there in other words residents who are living uh, let's say the North Medford on the Elm Street side there's less residents there pulling into that area now the residents who live up in that area go in other direction so it doesn't impact them so it's something that, that I just wanted to comment on briefly that it's always an issue and always something we're looking at and talking about, but I just wanted to make sure that I pointed out before Sergeant Hart to get in there that there's this inherent problem with doing that and, and it's the enforcement side of it. So, uh, but we recognize it and, and uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Right, so, I, I, I can appreciate that chief. And I would just ask maybe if we can do some type of pilot or trial just to see if, if, if it does work. I appreciate the inherent yep. uh, difficulty of enforcement and you're right, signage is, is only half of it. The other end is enforcement and so forth. Correct. And you know, I, so I understand that. But I think at this point, residents were so frustrated up there that they really want to see some measurable change. Well, and let's see. What we've made of, some. Yeah. It, but I think the next piece is to to, to maybe see if that signage does work. Uh, All right. Let's see uh, what you think once once the meeting gets going and you can hear some more from the traffic and the engineer on, on the problems and the solutions and and uh, and I do appreciate the recognition that you know we're up there and and you know Sergeant Hart will talk about the enforcement and we've made some changes over the past couple of years and uh, we're going to keep doing this right until we sort of get it right and, and right. hopefully you know we find that one solution. Traffic's not easy, right? And and we can't just build a wall around the city of Medford and say don't come to our city, right? That doesn't benefit anybody. So, um, but. Uh, I appreciate it, and like I said, I'm probably going to walk out of here around 6:30ish. But so, if there are other questions, just I'll, I'll be out there. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Chief. Thank you, uh, Sergeant Hart. You want to you want to give us your uh, uh, your facts of what you've determined? Want to give us uh, your presentation? Yeah, sure. Okay, just uh, uh, Sergeant, name and address of the record, please. Hey, Sergeant uh, Charlie Hartnett, uh, 100 Main Street, Medford Police, uh, Medford, Mass. Thank I am the uh, one of the officers in charge of the uh, Metro Police Traffic Unit. I've been uh, working with the traffic unit since uh, 2016. So uh, I, I want the council to know that uh, the issues in the city of Medford, uh, we we understand and we're actively trying to always uh, alleviate some of the issues. As Chief Buckley uh, alluded to, um, you know, the, the one of the big problems we see in Medford is that uh, we're, we're, we're a big cut through city. We're right next to Cambridge. We're in Somerville, where people are going to Cambridge, Somerville, and Boston. And we, we're the uh, split down the middle with I-93. So it just geographically creates a lot of problems traffic-wise for us. 
Uh, that doesn't mean we can't do anything about it. We can. We can do a lot. We can do a lot of things, and uh, we can do conduct enforcement studies and stuff like that. So, um, I guess it, before maybe uh, I, I give you some answers, or if you have any questions, by all means. Any uh, Council Falco? Thank you, Mr. President, and uh, I want to uh, thank. Uh, uh, my uh, fellow council, Council Marx, Council Scarpelli, and uh, actually everyone on the council for um, really rallying around this issue. And I think the way we had that meeting in the fall, actually had the on-site visit, is really a prototype of uh, of ways to or a way to actually handle some of these issues in the future. It was nice to actually get out there, sit with the residents, and talk about what they experience on a daily basis. So I know we talked before, I think in the past, Sergeant Hatton, and I think uh, Chief Buckley as well, with regard to traffic that comes in from outside of the neighborhood. And a lot of that traffic comes in from, I think it's Fells Way East, mm -hmm. coming from Malden. And I think at one point in time, there was maybe some dialogue with the Malden Traffic Commission, with maybe trying to close down that off-ramp that brings that traffic in. I was wondering if there's any update on that. If you had an update on that, or if, um, I know Todd Blake was looking at uh, some options with regard to maybe working with the state to see if they could change the way the traffic routes, uh, the traffic uh, runs when it comes down towards Immaculate Conception, Conception, maybe changing the traffic flow on that road. So I was wondering if, if you or Todd any, had any updates with regard to that. So absolutely. So uh, a number of years ago, uh, uh, Officer Brooks, now Sergeant Brooks, uh, who's one of our uh, crash reconstruction uh, officers. Uh, he analyzed the issue and uh, he, he wanted to really see how we could rectify the issue of, of the uh, volume of vehicles going down Murray Hill Road and uh, up the side streets. So he, uh, they had gone to the Malden Traffic Commission uh, and I believe the Malden City Council as well. And that, that uh, one way or do not enter created a problem for Malden. And so I think subsequently it was, it was ultimately denied uh, to have that sign up. So, you know, that, that would be a final solution, you know, if we have the cooperation of Malden to be able to do that. Um, in the interim, we're gonna have to look at other ways. Uh, we can certainly work with DCR uh, on some of those roads that are there to maybe change the configuration, but ultimately is going to have to take some cooperation with Malden as well, because it is right down the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so we haven't had any uh, newer updates uh, to look into that because uh, in the interim, what we tried to do is uh, look at some issues that we could fix on our end or uh, possible solutions. Uh, so some of the solutions we've looked at is um, obviously enforcement and uh, conducting studies. And by all means, if I, I, you know, if you want to hear some of the studies we've done, we can we can talk about that, but uh, you know, ju just recently, actually, uh, talking about uh, I know Fells Ave at uh, yeah Hickory Ave was was sort of an issue. Um, that, if I may, if I may, absolutely, uh, that 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 was where the speed trailer was installed. Correct. Okay. So for, for for the residents watching that may not know, we do have uh, speed we have speed <coughs> trailers that uh, serve as two purposes. They serve as a deterrent, and what it is is it gets to uh, it shows you your speed. Okay, and if, if someone is going above the speed limit, uh, we have the fancy doodads on it. It looks like a police cruiser lights, and uh, it goes red and blue. Uh, 
Um, so, and, and it also, in addition to that, shows you the actual speed limit of the street. But in addition to that, it just doesn't, uh, you know, flash the speed and let you know to slow down. It also gathers a lot of incredibly useful data for us. So we get to know, I mean, we get um, from, from the uh, front of a button, we can get a 17 page report off of what uh, is going on there. Uh, and we can break it down uh, by day, by hour. So uh, it, it's incredibly useful for us. Um, you know, so some of the residents will, will say, you know, it, it, it may be not a true number because, you know, people see the, the speed trailer. Well, that's true, but you know, by the time you actually see it, it's already recorded the data and it's already grabbed it. So it really is a, um, a, a pretty true number uh, uh, of what's going on in the area. Uh, so now I guess, I guess I think we're all in agreement, or at least I, I hope, is that I think the number one issue we know is volume. And, and I think, now that's not to say that nobody speeds. Right, I, I'd be lying to say that no one speeds down there because I mean, hardly the data uh, shows that some people do speed. But unfortunately, um, a, a big issue with um, traffic in Medford in general, I mean, this is across the city, is that what people perceive as speed um, is really a volume issue. If you see a one car traveling down a car, down a lane fast, but you see ton of other cars going down the street. The perception is that a lot of cars, and I'm not saying to, to invalidate anyone's um, concerns because there is some validations there. Uh, however, I'm, you know, I am happy to report that average speeds in this area are actually low. Um, from the three week study we did at Fells at Hickory. If, if, uh, I, if I may uh, apologize for the introduction. Could you give us the dates, the three weeks, yep. the begin and end date? If not, so the study run dates were from April 3rd, 2021 uh, to April 25th, 2021. And this gets approaching and receding traffic. So this study in particular, uh, the, I'm, I'm sure you saw it, Councilor, is that the uh, speed trailer was facing uh, towards Mall, uh, that area. So uh, it was, the, the speed sign was, uh, you would see your speed if you were coming from mall. Uh, but the average speed uh, approaching was 17 miles an hour and receding, which is, is a little bit higher, it's 20, and that's kind of natural because now you, you're seeing a little bit of a hill, so it, 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 incline, uh, it allows that, it's just kind of naturally. So, I mean, that's good news for me. And, you know, that's that, and, and I hope that would be good news for the city is that, and especially the residents in that area is that the speeds are lower. Um, but, you know, it, and as the data shows and it's shown time and time again, it's the volume. It's the amount of vehicles going down the road. Um, so there, there are a lot of vehicles. Um, excuse me, I just wanna make sure that I get the numbers right here. So if, if we look at it, the, the, the studies, break it down every which way you want. So sometimes they're difficult to read, um, but out of all the vehicles going down the road, 
and you can imagine how many would be going down. Um, we're talking about in the hundred, maybe in the hundreds that are technically speeding. And when I say speeding, I, I don't have, I, I have a very, very minuscule number that's going 31 to 35. The, the large majority of any speeding that's going on is between 26 and 30. So again, it, it, the, the numbers are suggesting that it's the, the volume. Um, so, and then we had also done vehicle counts uh, back in, I apologize, uh, 2018 on Murray Hill Road. And then we also did it on Fells Out to get a true sense of where the traffic is heading. Uh, and and we, it, that also conducted uh, speed studies as well. So for the vehicle counts on Murray, oh sorry, Fells Ave, it was uh, 14,420. And that was, but that was between, uh, that was a week. And on Murray Hill Road, it was about uh, 21,000, right? So we saw the lesser, uh, I believe this was on the lower end on Fells Ave where the tubes on these ones were put. So it, show, it, it could show actually that there is some sort of a um, increase in traffic going the other way, which is what's really happening. What we're seeing is that when people are coming up Murray Hill Road, why they're doing that is because no one wants to be on the Fells Way. It, it's jam-packed, I mean, pre-pandemic, and these are, the, um, the Fells at Hickory study I showed you was obviously recently, but these were, uh, the Murray Hill and Fells Ave were pre-pandemic studies. So the, the, real, the real issue is that people do want to avoid Fells Way at all costs. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna find their way. And with Waze apps and Google Maps and Apple Maps, they're gonna tell them which way to go. Uh, and so realistically what they're doing is they're going up Fells Way East and then they're going uh, Murray Hill to Fells all the way down Fulton Spring Road and trying to find their way to 93, which causes obviously an issue for the residents. So that's, that's really the crux of what's going on in this area. So, Mr. President, just a point of information. Point of information, Councilor Max. If you don't mind, uh, while, while you're speaking, Sergeant, just because it's fresh in my, my mm -hmm. uh, mind now, um, when, when you talk about uh, the, uh, the amount of traffic that's going through the particular area, are you able to break it down between what times are we seeing a spike, uh, for instance, from 7 to 9 and then 4 to 6? Yes. Um, and, and also, uh, ultimately, does the, your findings come out with a recommendation? Uh, if, if indeed it's not speed uh, that's the concern, but uh, the amount of uh, traffic in the area, uh, are we coming out with a recommendation what needs to be done to control that? Yes. Okay, okay. And so realistically, and I, and I think uh, everyone's pretty much gonna know the answer is that it's gonna be the peak times. And more, uh, more importantly, the AM peak times. Uh, so the, the AM peak times are when we are seeing the increased traffic because what are people doing? They're going to work. Uh, so that's realistically, that's what's so great about some of these uh, tools that we have now is that, you know, I, I always hate when, um, you know, people will uh, send me an, an issue about traffic and, and, and I, can, I try to ask, you know, when is the, times that we're seeing because I, I always hate having our officers go somewhere and not being able to show results. So that's one of the beauty things about these tools is that we can, we can narrow it down and 
figure out the problem and, you know, try to, you know, we're not here to punish anyone, but we just want to educate the public because part of, um, you know, enforcement is really education. It's that there's an issue in our neighborhood and we're trying to correct it because it impacts our residents. And that's exactly what we don't want to have happen. So, so the morning is morning. Is, yes, is the, the the morning is the, the tough period. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm all set. Okay. Can uh, uh, you know my biggest thing when I got out of that meeting, uh, Saj, was that you know the the concerns of speed. And my thing was my, my focus may be looking at, you know, the raised the raised streets, but and I'm sure uh, Mr. Blake will have some some comments on that too. But uh, from what you're saying, the study shows that, uh, you know, it, it's funny because the study will show, but as well as you know, the neighbors are they're like, you know, I'm sure they're sitting there going, he's he's crazy. You know, I live <laughs> oh, right I, there. They go, oh, crazy. I'm, I'm probably one of the craziest yeah. people in that. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so. because of, but you know it, it goes along with um you know like i know you had the meeting at uh bells at uh, sorry Fern, right, Fern, Fern. right full time. Uh, so another issue which we've tackled there is that you know people will say speed it right. looks like speed but realistically like you said the speed isn't stop sign and they it's accelerate stop sign. Right. It, right. it's we usually always find out the root of the cause is another issue and that's where i've personally been up there multiple times uh, to go enforce that area. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, it, it's there are some Malden residents. Fortunately, there's some Medford residents that commit the violation. You know, it's traditionally been, um, you know, area to roll through, and um, so we 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 really try to beef up the education part of our enforcement to make sure that residents are aware that even though it may be, um, you know, just a simple stop sign, that used to be a, a bus stop area yeah. um you know and there's a lot of kids around the area so it, it's a safety concern all right thank you thank you mr president um uh, sergeant Hardy, you had mentioned about the the bus stop um so there i believe there is a sign up there that there was once a crosswalk at the top almost kind of right near that speed trailer mm -hmm. there was a crosswalk at one point yes. in time it looks like it was either worn out and they just never replaced or painted over. Do you know if there's still a bus stop at that location? I don't believe, I don't believe so because eons ago when I was uh, at the Davenport, um, which is no longer there, that was the bus stop that I took right. to go to the Davenport. So since the Davenport is not there anymore, I'm, I'm only assuming that that's why it just uh, kind of was let go. I, I did have an opportunity to go through some of the bus lists, not, not all, but I, I did go through some of them. I did not see by stopping there, but, mm. but I may have missed something. So I just wanted to cross-reference that with you to see if you if you knew that, if that was still an active bus stop. The other question I had was, I know uh, after we had our meeting, they put in new crosswalks, they put in striping on the street, and I think kind of try to narrow it a little bit. Um, and they put up signage at the end of like Vista Ave, in that, that mm -hmm. area where the small yes. uh, like triangle there is. Is do we, um, and I have seen increased enforcement uh, from the police in that location. I've seen a few people get pulled over for going through the stop sign and whatnot. I mean, has there been any feedback that you know of with regard to um, just the new 
traffic paintings on, on the with the new pattern you're saying I'm sorry with the new pattern yeah yes um well sometimes what i uh, a way i gauge is if uh something's working well is when i don't get a point and i haven't heard anything uh negative about that i could uh refer to uh, uh todd blake who's on on this uh, meeting as well he he may have uh some insight onto it but i have not received anything at the traffic unit um about that intersection usually typically if something changes and they don't like it the very you know people will be vocal and that's what we want but we have not heard anything like that thank you mr president if i may i believe there are some uh, members of the uh, community that might be on the call uh, if they have questions or um council base has, has a question okay council base thank you mr president um one question that I get from a lot of folks is, you know, we'll put up the bollards and the temporary, uh, you know, bump outs and, you know, a week later they'll be run over or moved or, you know, no longer in place. Is that something that you deal with Sergeant Hartnett? Uh, like, do you get complaints about, um, you know, bollards being run over or missing? And um, not all, the, not all the time. Um, you know, the, the bump outs uh, we've seen are mostly paint. And so, uh, you know, it would be the idea with the paint bump outs is to try and um, educate people to that's you're supposed to go around the bump out on the truck. Something as similar as uh, like they uh, did on certain streets that we're trying to do on more Street, uh, like, like on South Street at Winthrop. But um, I haven't gotten complaints on uh, on things like that. I mostly handle the enforcement piece, but I do work with Todd Blake and the DPW to try and uh, implement something. Right, yeah, and I was gonna go to Todd next. I was just wondering, because it does seem, you know, it's just something that we have to replace and it does seem a little bit like, you know, destruction of city property. So I just wanna put that out there. I don't know, Todd, you raised your hand if you have something on that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, um, yes. So what I wanted to add to that is I wanted to agree with Sergeant Hartnett that in that usually it's not always the case. Usually um, no news is good news. And then, you know, usually you hear more from people that are upset about something versus people that like something. So in, in this particular case, the, the most recent improvements on uh, Fells Avenue and Fulton Spring Road, uh, while we were out there implementing it, we got a lot of positive feedback from direct to butters, especially at the uh, Fells Avenue Vista um, area. And, you know, I have, I don't believe we've gotten negative complaints because what we do, as mentioned at the site meeting before, is um, we try to be cognizant and balance all the competing interests, which one of which is parking, right? So when we implemented those things, I, I don't believe we removed any legal parking spaces when we did that. And, and that was good because then that usually adds the benefit without potential negatives to the community. Um, in regards to the cones and, and things like flex posts or delineator posts, uh, that's a great question, Council Bears, because we struggle with that, to be honest, just because we're trying a lot of new things throughout the city to respond to the traffic calming requests that we get. And those are cheap, flexible, quick build type solutions. And they, they afford us the ability to try things, right? Um, but at times when we've implemented them, um, you know, I could think of at least two examples off the top of my head where we get negative feedback about the way they look. So aesthetically, some people feel that they don't look nice 
and they and so in some cases we've removed them for that reason because it seemed like the community we're trying to balance between adding the improvements, but at the same time uh, working with the communities for what they want and don't want. So, so the painted lines remain, but some of the cones may not. Um, and, and the idea with a lot of these flexible delineated cones, say the tall cones, for instance, the idea is that those add a visual vertical element besides the horizontal element on the ground. And they sometimes get more compliance because of that. So if we add, cones to highlight the edge of the new painted line, vehicles, drivers may obey that more than just following the line. Um, because, so it's not in your way, you can't get by, but it's it's there enough so that it may make you slow down, especially on turns. Um, so the idea with the temporary ones that, you know, you could move around is to help us locate the best possible location to potentially swap them out with a delineated post that's fixed to the ground more permanently and it's more narrow, like the ones near Carol's restaurant. I don't know if I'll be familiar with those. Those are the type that are a little more narrow, don't, aren't, you know, maybe they're a little more visually appealing to some because they're a little more narrow, but to go that route, those stick to the ground for a long time. We wanna do them for a whole season from spring to winter. Um, so we try the cones that don't affix the ground first to help locate the best positioning but at times we haven't got to the point to um, go to that next level because people didn't like the cones at all so uh, and again we we want to work with the community so we don't want to force anything down any particular neighborhood um, so some some have remained and they had to be removed for the winter and they'll be put back and others we weren't necessarily going to be put back unless we hear otherwise because we we're trying to be sensitive per neighborhood, what, what treatments work, what treatments don't. Uh, hopefully that answers that question. We, I'd like yeah. to put some out there. We'd like to put some cones out in that area to highlight the markings if, if people are okay with that. Yeah, I would just add, I just wanna thank both of you for the work you've done. I think the area on Fulton Spring has definitely improved. I was thinking, um, I, I live around the corner on Felsway West. I was thinking about the Fulton Street and Winslow intersection. I know there's been some real work done there just with car park there. And it's a people cross the street there all the time and people drive pretty fast through that too. So um, I personally appreciated the bollards and the flex posts, but I know they, they didn't last too long up there. Um, yeah, we, we could revisit that definitely. Um, and and see, again, working with the community, what everyone feels uh, is is something that they could live with because we're, we're trying to balance all needs. And in that case, we were very sensitive also to not take away parking. I think in that example, Fulton Winslow, there was really only one space that shouldn't have been a parking space, to be honest, to begin with, that was impacted. The one on the inside corner of the curve on Fulton, so the west side of the street, kind of right under the flashing light there, it's hatched out. So that car kind of impeded the traveling of the, the through movement at Fulton, but all the parking against the park and down the rear Fulton rear what remained in place. So we, we were very sensitive to that. Um, so, you know, it is, is a balancing act. Uh, a lot of these things are very new for folks and, and, and some of the neighborhoods are so nice in that they're not very city-like, right? They're suburban and they're, they, you know, they got a nice, community atmosphere so some folks even paint wise over the over the years i've been here some 
some people want additional paint to help to find things to traffic home and others don't want a lot of paint because it looks too city-like possibly to some. So we're trying to strike that balance. Um, you know, a couple of that is Forest Street. Someone just once requested um, shoulder lines on Forest Street. We had stopped short of providing shoulder lines all the way up Forest Street. We kept it closer to the square where the theater and the old high school are, but didn't go further north into the community, but some want and some, some may not. So we're trying to strike that balance and I hope we're doing a good job and we'll, we'll continue to work with the council and the community to, um, you know, see what works in which neighborhood, you know, all with the hope to improve safety. Um, Great, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm done, Mr. President. Thank you. Um, we, we have, um, uh, we have a resident that wants to speak, uh, Debbie. Uh, hold on, Mr. Clark, can you un unmute Debbie? Debbie's iPhone? Hello? Uh, I uh, Debbie, name and address for the record, please. My name is Debbie Spooner. I live at 156 Bells Ave in Medford. I have been here since 1978. So I appreciate everything that you guys are doing but I also would like to give you some feedback from somebody who's lived in this area for over 40 years and also has had some really bad experiences in the past few months. So I know, John, you're very familiar with it, and I thank you for all your efforts. John Falco, I've been kind of keeping him updated with what's going on. But most recently, just in the past three months, my husband's car has been hit in front of the house. My son, my husband... My granddaughter and my daughter were crossing the street from Hickory onto Fells Ave. A car came speeding up, almost hit them. If it wasn't for my husband stepping out, they probably all would have been killed. Now, last, let's see, three weeks ago, my daughter was here. Her car was in front of the house. We were putting my grandchildren in the car. A car came up from the Fulton Street end, from Fulton Spring Road right across the speed trap that said whatever speed it was going, bounced off the curb at 159 Fells Ave, almost hit me putting my grandchildren in the car and almost hit the car that he was trying to pass on a street that's not even wide enough at that point for two cars and continued to go down Fells Ave heading towards Murray Hill. The traffic up here is terrible. I agree that speed is not always the problem, but the volume is out of control. There are days that I have to wait in the morning or the evening for 12 cars to pass just to get in and out of my driveway. And I definitely cannot pull in my driveway. I have to pull face out because it's like a death trap trying to get out of here now. So I have lived here long enough. I have seen pre-pandemic traffic, post-pandemic traffic, but I'm telling you that it's very, very, very scary up here at times. And I think that any one of my neighbors would agree with it. Um, I get that you've done studies. I attended the meeting a couple of years ago when there was a lot going on with the Malden Hospital because we were trying to figure out then about how we could cut the traffic down before they did the development up there. So not only is this a problem now, but whatever happens with the Malden Hospital is only going to complicate it further. I like Councilman Mark's ideas that if we could just at least do a trial to at least do residents only. I think it's worked in other parts of North Medford, and I think it's worth a, a definite trial up here. And the day, by the way, um, Chief Buckley, I know is not there, but the day that this happened, that the car bounced off the other car, hit the curb and kept going, 
I called his office and left a message for his admin or whoever was on his office. No one ever calls me back. And this is three weeks ago. So I would have appreciated the courtesy of a phone call from somebody, but never received one. I also would like to say that the access is so bad because not only are they coming down Fells Ave, they come up the hill. And as soon as they hit the top of the hill, it's a blind spot. And then they start to go further. It's the same thing at the other end. And as far as Vista Ave and that mess that's down there, I, first of all, that was very complicated a few years ago because there was a telephone pole in the middle of the street. The telephone pole was removed and that triangle piece of raised ground or whatever it is should have been removed. There's no reason for that to be there. Absolutely none at all. Everybody plows the snow onto that in the winter. And when we have a bad winter, that snow sometimes is 10 feet high and you cannot see on the other side of it. Even with the new traffic direction, if there's a car coming out of Vista heading onto Fells Ave and you're coming up Fells Ave heading towards Murray Hill in that direction, you can't see if there's a car on the other side of that snowbank. It's very dangerous. I really think that that whole situation should have been removed when they took the telephone pole out of there and then realigned the traffic instead of making it and plowing all the snow up into the middle of the street is basically what they do. There's definitely blind spots. I, and, the, and the other thing is the 25 miles an hour up here is way too high a speed because they get to the top of the hill and they pick up speed and they take off. At best, it should be 15 miles an hour. And even that is high for the traffic that's coming up here at certain parts of the day. It, it, I wasn't able to go to the meeting that you had on Fern Road in uh, Fulton Spring because I worked that day. But I, I just think that there has to be some solution. And I get that the, you know, the state has to be involved and the city of Malden has to be involved. But this is impacting the residents of Medford and it's not going to get any better. And I think at least a trial of residents only, if nothing else, will cut down the traffic. It's done it in other parts of North Medford. I see it when I travel myself and I don't go down those streets because I'm not a resident and I go all the way around. I respect that. And maybe other people will too. And as far as the way that they blocked off Murray Hill a few years ago, that complicated it for us. And I'll give you an example. I live on the top of Fells Ave. So if I had to go just down to like where Walgreens is, I would have to go from my house. I would have to go out to Fulton Street and down the Fells Way that way. Now what I do is I can go down Fells Ave, take a left on Murray Hill and go down that way. You, have, you would have to make a whole circle to get all the way to the other side of Fells Way. So that was not a good idea. But putting it during the busy hours and residents only at least may make some impact. Uh, that's just a, a possible solution. And I appreciate all the efforts that everyone's done. It's getting bad up here. And I'm fearful that somebody is seriously going to get hurt if they don't do something. My own family has experienced several situations. Thank you, Debbie. Uh, daughter, Sergeant, you want to comment on that? Mr. President, um, yeah, certainly, I, I, you know, I, I fear for you, ma'am. I mean, we, we, we obviously don't want anyone to get hurt. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really sorry you had those experiences. 
and that's why we've tried to conduct enforcement up there, and that's why we paid a lot of it. Yeah. Um, there's there's two parts of it. I just want to make a point about speed, changing speeds. Um, for people that don't know, speeds to change a speed limit, other than the one we did years ago uh, for 25 miles an hour, um, the city of Medford doesn't have the authority to do that. That comes under complete control of the mass DOT. And there's a lot of work that goes into it, uh, calculating median uh, speed. Uh, so, you know, sometimes with trying to change the speed limit, we have to be very careful on how we do that because the DOT could look at the median speed and could actually see that it would be a different speed. Uh, so I'm very grateful that we do have 25 miles up throughout the entire city. I think that was a great measure that we implemented years ago. Um, so that, that's just one hurdle that we do have uh, is implementing stuff like that. Uh, the, the other issue is, uh, I, I think Ms. Spooner was right on about the, uh, the volume. Uh, we do have options, if, by all means, if you'd like to hear uh, the option that we have. I want to preface it by saying that uh, I grew up in that area. I grew up on Hickory, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I, I don't understand today's uh, problems up there. You know, I moved out of there a while ago. Uh, but I, I do have a general feel for the area, obviously. Uh, and so some of the, the solutions that I think we all know is that sometimes it's not going to appease everyone. Um, and it's unfortunate because I, I, we, we try to come up with solutions all the time, but you know, we really want to work with the community to find the best solution. Uh, that, that I think that's the best way to work it. But uh, there is a possible solution I think uh, Todd, Todd and the chief and I um, uh, worked on, We you know, but. I'm going to say this, and I don't want any, uh, <laughs> anything thrown at me. Uh, you could have, uh, you know, certain restrictions, okay? Like, and, and like the chief was saying, do not enter residence only. That, that has difficulties for us for enforcement purposes. We can sit up there all day long, but we may not be able to put them on. Um, however, take that residence only sign away, and you leave the restriction, well, that becomes open season, you know? So... If we have something like no right turn uh, seven between the hours of 7 and 9 a.m. at the intersections of Murray Hill Road and Fells, as well as Grove Road at Murray Hill Road. Now, the reason why we're looking at that option is because, like we said before, what's the where's traffic coming from? It's coming from Malden. And, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to avoid Fells Road. Well, we're, option doesn't allow them to uh, avoid the Fellsway. They'd have to go up. If you can still go down Murray Hill Road, you got to go right back down Fells Ave and get right back on the Fellsway. And what that's going to do is, like I said, I keep repeating education. It's going to educate them that, hey, listen, you know, this is a problem for our residents on these streets. So, you know, you've got to find another way. Eventually, you know, it's going to cause a problem for them. They're not going to want to go that way. And they're going to have to go on the Fellsway because that's what that road is designed for. It's a large road to be able to design that volume of traffic. Murray Hill Road should not be the road that that volume of traffic uh, should have to have. But we're going to need in for, for residents. You know, we, we, we're looking to see what people think about this stuff. You know, I mean, 
we, we like uh, Ms. Booner said before, we implemented one way on Murray Hill Road years ago, and I think it lasted a week. Um, we want solutions just as much as everyone else, but solutions don't appe don't necessarily um, appease everyone. Uh, you know, so Sergeant, I could share the graphic that you described. Do I have um, access to share, Adam? Mr. Clerk, can you give uh, Todd access to share the screen? I just did, Mr. President. Okay. So I believe this illustrates what Sergeant Hartnett just recommended. And I would, I would echo what Sergeant Hartnett said in terms of whatever we try to deter others, uh, non-metro residents or others cut through traffic, um, you know, just as the caller said, uh, Debbie, I can't recall her last name, there are sometimes impacts to residents themselves as well. So we try to limit those. We're trying to attack the problem and, and impact the residents as least as little as possible. So things like no turn restrictions during rush hours, particularly the morning rush hour into the neighborhood kind of addresses that we believe. And it's worked you know, somewhat reasonably well in some other areas that we've just tried it in the city. So because the thought is, not not every single person who lives in North Medford, but the majority don't necessarily work in overnight shifts. So you're not necessarily returning back to your neighborhood in the morning hours. And, you know, maybe, you know, drop a kid off of school and come back. But the majority of folks aren't returning home between 7, 9 a.m. So a restriction of that nature would likely impact the cut through people that don't live there more so than the residents who live there. So the graphic shows a no right turn Monday to Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on Murray Hill Road at Grover and at Fells Ave. And as Sergeant Hartnett had explained, I believe, for people that are getting off Fells Way East onto Murray Hill Road to avoid the signal at Pleasant and Salem and, and possibly the next signal and maybe another one, um, they'll learn that Fells Ave in the morning rush hour is no longer the westbound cut through it will just divert them back down the hill to Fellsway West anyways. So it may help deter them from choosing this option. And it may, you know, we, we would communicate with, uh, Sergeant Hartman and I would communicate with the, with the apps that also direct people to alert them of this type of restriction so that it will be in those apps. So the apps won't necessarily provide, you know, Fells Ave as an option, Marty Hill Road to Fells Ave as an option anymore, hopefully. So, um, again, anything we usually try, whether it's this or elsewhere in the city, there's always pros and cons and balancing act. Um, I appreciate uh, the residents' earlier comments, uh, you know, especially with regards to the snow. We'll communicate to DPW that we can't store snow there. we got to remove that So, because if it impacts sight lines, that's a big deal. Um, that was a very good comment. Um, I will say for North Medford, the Heights area, um, you know, I know it doesn't feel that way, but but your community is unique in the sense that there is some built-in traffic calming already with the hills and curves all over the place. Um, there are some other sections of the city that have long straightaways that even, you know, potentially encourage speeding even more so. So um, I know it doesn't feel that way, but there is some natural traffic calming up there, which is, which is good. Um, but in terms of improving sight lines, whether it's North Medford or elsewhere, parking becomes you know, a, a sensitive 
trade-off or, or um, you know, balance and act. So sometimes the park cars themselves impact sight lines. So, um, you know, hopefully people understand we're trying to balance all those things. Um, an earlier comment by uh, Council of Falkland, and maybe again by the resident was regarding the crossing up on Fells near Hickory. Um, so DPW does plan to repaint that crosswalk that I, I believe is still barely there, faded, but there. Um, and then, you know, hopefully that will help alert drivers. We could add signage as well that that, that is a crossing and, and to be aware of people in that area. Um, so, you know, I don't know if anyone has any comments on the proposal on the screen. Anything like this would have to go to the Traffic Commission for approval anyway. So um, there would be another opportunity at a public meeting to discuss this. And anything beyond, so the reason why we're proposing this is anything beyond this that's to the east on Murray Hill Road is outside Medford jurisdiction. So Hospital Road, full, uh, Fellsway East Frontage Road and things of that nature. We wanna to continue to work with Malden and come up with solutions that benefit both communities um, because some of the treatments may be good for Medford, but not necessarily good for Malden. So, you know, in, in relation to this particular area of Medford where we abut Malden, we gotta be a little bit, obviously we all work for Medford and we want Medford um, to improve, but, you know, to work with a neighboring community, we have to be a little bit sensitive to their wants and needs as well. And, and so some things we may try could be negative to them. So we want to be sensitive to that, but at the same time get, you know, improvements from Edmund. So um, this particular proposal is solely within our control um, and we'll continue to work towards the improvements that may be more fruitful in uh, reaching the end goal desire to cut down the cut through traffic. But that stems from originating in Malden. So, um, and there's also DCR involved as well because some of those roads are owned by DCR. So I have some other graphics to show the jurisdiction if people want. I think I handed out at the on-site meeting before, but um, sorry, I'll open it up to comments on this proposal. Uh, thank you, Todd. Um, Robert Spooner, name and address of the record, please. Mr. Clerk, can you unmute Mr. Spooner? So it's Robert Tuna, 137 Fern Road, I mentioned. And uh, the comment I had was, I see some of the natural restrictions at play that Todd's mentioned, like curbs and, and different things like that. But once people get to the top of the hill, that's when I see the speeding. Um, I think it's great. And... Thanks to John Falco and everyone involved with um, getting the crosswalk repainted. Um, I think that's great. Um, but there is definitely issues at the bottom of Fells, the Fells way going on the Fells, like right before you go up the hill. So all of there's actually some natural barriers there. People are, you know, naturally going slower going up. But then they're like, pedal to the metal the second they reach to the top. So it makes sense to me that what Charlie was saying, which is that on the average, and we're going by averages, but it's kind of analysis paralysis in that neck of the woods where, where Debbie lives, where people are kind of reaching the top of full spring and reaching the, the top of Hell's Ave where it levels off 
and they're getting by the speed scraps and they're getting courageous and they're saying, oh yeah, cool. You know, let's, let's put the pedal to the metal here. And, um, you know, and I appreciate the police presence, you know, Charlie and, and some of the other officers being in the neighborhood, but um, it's definitely, definitely, definitely um, a complicated issue with a lot of people involved. Like you said, I guess my recommendation would be the crosswalks, but also if we can't, you know, without it being a complex issue, you know, lowering the speed with the state, why not put some speed bumps into the permanent? Thank you, Mr. Spoon. Uh, Councilor Scott Bowie. Uh, thank you, Mr. And Mr. Spoon, I appreciate that. That was my comment. When we talked, when we had the visit, the discussion was, and really they're not called speed bumps, I think they're uh, raised, not crosswalks, but raised roadways. Um, so it's not actually, you see them now on Lawrence Road. Um, right. There's a couple. Lawrence Road. So what we're saying is we're hearing, I don't know, uh, Sergeant Hartman, I'm hearing the same thing from a lot of people, just at that top, like you said, it, the perception might look, look not look like speeding, but um, like Mr. Spooner says, maybe, is there is there a way that we can look at, I know that it's really not that uh, financial impacting to look at the top of that, that um, the roadway where we're looking for after the when you get to the top of that area, looking to put adding one of the raised um, uh, raised roadways, and then um, is that could that be done, Todd? I know that I, one of the yeah. questions could it be done, Councilor? Um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry, Councilor. Thank you for those comments, and I appreciate you're trying to get the terms. <laughs> I know sometimes it could be confusing. Speed yeah. speed bump is like more like what you see in a parking lot in a mall. And it's very abrupt and it brings you down to maybe five miles an hour. Speed hump is like one that you see on maybe Paros Boulevard in Somerville, where it's a right. little wider. And then a speed table is like the ones that you see on Lawrence Road and Governor's Ave. They're a little wider. So um, so they're all um, designed in a certain way to get us achieve a certain speed. So in the mall parking lots, it's to achieve like five miles an hour. But on the city street, public street, um, it's to get people to obey the you know, 25 miles an hour, maybe 20 miles an hour. So like the Grove Street one and things like that. So we like that people like those treatments. We'd like to put them everywhere, but, you know, there's cost as well. But besides cost, um, you know, the ones, I'll just mention the ones in the hospital were related to mitigation for the hospital. So, you know, it wasn't that we like that neighborhood better than others. <laughs> there, was, there was a, you know, a reason for those. Um, so there are some other, some other criteria, so to speak. So usually you don't put a raised, so all of those kind of fall into classification of a raised element. It could be a raised intersection as well, or a raised cross. Um, so usually you put a raised element more on a flat area, so not necessarily on a hill incline or decline. So if you put them on a hill, the decline, it could create a ramp situation. So, so there, there may be some possibilities in the North Meadow, like at the top, if there's a plateau and it's a and it's a plateau for a certain distance, that could be, you know, one treatment. We could investigate some other treatments as well. Um, but that's one of the reasons why, say, North Meadow for the Heights in general wouldn't necessarily see that type of treatment per se, because there's so many hills. Um, uh, so, so that's one 
you know, qualifying remark in, in regards to what we may try or not try. Another, um, which we haven't really seen come to fruition for the ones we put on Governor's Ave or the Lawrence Road area, but one potential side effect is noise, right? So I believe it slows vehicles down, but if their trucks or even some cars could make some clanks and noise, right? And then that will happen no matter when they pull over, it could be at night. And in the summer, when you have your windows open, you'll hear it more. So these are the trade-offs that people have to consider for the different types of treatments because they, that type of treatment will be challenging for the city in terms of resource if we put something in and then don't like it because it's noisy. Now we got to rip it out. So, um, so things like the markings and cones and things like that, neck downs, might be something to try first just for some of those reasons for the noise complaint. Um, and, and so hopefully that helps with some of that. I believe we do have the rubber speed hump slash whatever distance it actually is uh, that was used in the past that we could maybe try somewhere before building a, an actual table. So if, if we could talk, thank you so much. I, and so there isn't, so there's possibility, which is, which is what, you know, while we're here and I know uh, Sergeant Hotton has been trying so many different uh, avenues here. So we're looking for, you know, I'd like to see maybe a trial in you know, a couple of weeks. I don't know what's, what's uh, uh, a reasonable amount of time to create the, collect the data that you need. But I know that maybe putting, looking at putting some of the, um, the, the cones, like you said, at the top of the area, try to slow things down. I'd like to see, you know, if we can get a cost analysis for a speed hump, I know you're familiar with the powerhouse situation and why those were implemented because of the death of the, the young lady there uh, who was struck by a car. Um, and, you know, if we can get an analysis of, of the other um, uh, raised speed, um, so, many, so many terms, Todd, so I'm glad you're the engineer. But if we, can, if we can get some sort of analysis to show us that what will work and then find a way that... Um, that maybe something I'll temporarily like the race. I'm a little hesitant with the raised, um, you know, the rubber one, but that, at least that'll give us an idea of how that can slow it down. And I, and I, I can understand as it's going up the hill, but I think as you turn, there is um, some level ground there that with people know what's coming, it'll, it'll, you know, as time goes on, people calm their, uh, their speeding at that level. So like I said, it, it, this is what we're trying to do here is trying to find solutions. You know, I know that with uh, Council Falco, Council Marx's leadership and getting the meeting up to, um, you know, on site that really helped a lot. And I know the city, Todd and Traffic Commission, uh, Sergeant Hodden worked hard to get the, uh, the, the crosswalk. And it was funny that as soon as we put the crosswalk up, in the, it, what a difference it made. The, the neighbors felt like they, I listened to, they, they felt that, that it, it meant something and it really, they felt more comfortable. So I think even, you know, even cones to start right now to see, to show that we're putting some presence up there. You know, I, I, I know Sergeant Hartman shared some, some disturbing news that we, what we would love to do and what the state and what Malden has in their view really is a hindrance and that's, that's terrible, but um, you know, even looking at the, uh, I know there are some neighbors that will, will absolutely destroy us that, that live on Murray Hill Road, that if they can't go right when it's time to go to church and have to go all the way around. But 
these are things that we're trying to look into, and I appreciate that. So um, I'm glad to see, I'm glad to hear it wasn't an OTA. Uh, make a long story short now, but I'd like to see something happen in the short term to really see what, what can work. So thank you. Thank you, Dr. Falco. Thank you, Mr. President. And I also want to thank uh, Todd Blake and Natasha uh, Hardnip. I, I, I know I've spent between the two of you, between the two of you, I've spent many hours on the phone talking about these various uh, issues with regard to traffic and volume. And uh, and I want to thank the residents of Spooners for uh, being on the call today, uh, because I mean these are real situations they're experiencing this each day. As a resident myself, I can tell you I experience this each, this each day. I know when I come home every night. I back into the driveway because that's the best option of getting out in the morning in a safe way. Um, just because there is volume. And I, and I think that's the key word is volume. Um, it, to me, it seems that the best approach is if there was any way to shut down that Murray Hill Road entrance that come, with all the traffic that comes in from Malden. And I know we're limited because it's not in the city of Medford, but that's really the root of the problem starts there. And if, it's, if there's any way that we can you know, get the state involved or maybe, you know, somehow join forces with the city of Malden to really explore it and to take a look to see, you know, how we can work together to try to come to some sort of solution that would be best. As far as the right hand, uh, no right hand turn between seven and nine, that's something that maybe should be explored. I'm not sure if there's some sort of a survey that can be done with the residents in that neighborhood because, you know, I, I don't want to see them negatively impacted, but, um, you know, I think that I think it's worth looking at. I think everything's worth looking at. And that's what I like. I feel like we're trying to look at all the options that are available to see what's going to be uh, what's, what's going to, uh, you know, not impact those residents in a harmful way. So but, but I also think that one of the issues that we have to try to be proactive about is something that was mentioned earlier, and that is the Malden Hospital. Right now, that whole issue with COVID going on is, seems, to, seems to be on the back burner. I don't think Hallmark Health or, or Circle Health uh, is actually looking at that right now. They have other things to do with regard to COVID. But at some point in time, they're going to, I'm sure, develop that lane. And when that gets developed, there are going to be a ton of cars that come out of there. And anytime anyone wants to go west in the morning, they're going to take a right and go right down Murray Hill Road. And you think the traffic's bad now, forget it. So I think that we really have to try to, you know, look at things proactively, take a look at the different approaches that are in front of us and uh, try to find an option that works for everyone uh, to make sure that this is uh, safe. I mean, right now, it, it, it can be a very dangerous situation in some mornings. Uh, it's bad. I mean, the traffic's bad. Before, I was actually on the phone tonight looking on my phone window. In a, a matter of a minute, I think there were 30 cars that went by. And that, was, and that traffic was heading from Fulton Street uh, east to his mall. So, I mean, Fulton Spring Road was just like, it was like a highway. I mean, there's just a ton of traffic. So we need to do something. Um, and uh, I, I applaud your efforts. I know you, you're working hard on this. Um, I, I know that Todd's working hard on this as well, but I think the best option possible is, is the option that we have least control over. And that's the option with the state. Um, and I think uh, we really need to, and I'm not sure if it's uh, Representative Donato that can maybe help out with this, or maybe just bringing together the leadership of the city of Malden, uh, the, you know, the mayors, uh, Mayor Christensen and, and Mayor Longo Kern, to, to, to really take a look at this issue. But um, I believe there's only, in that way, I believe there's only one street, maybe two, that are actually in the city of Malden. 
So as far as the mall, the impact in the mall of residents, I don't think there's much of an impact there. That, that, I, that I can think of, I was just thinking of the street. I think there's one, I think when you come up Mary Hill Road on the left, I think there's one street that's a mall. I would agree. Excuse and, me, Councilor Falco, I could share a, a graphic that shows the jurisdiction, if that's helpful. Could, I greatly appreciate it. So this, so this is kind of the area we've been speaking about at Murray Hill Road, and the yellow outlines the city of Malden, and the red is DCR roadway, and then the, on the outside of the yellow is Medford. So, um, so it just shows you where the traffic starts off of Fellsway East onto Murray Hill Road and the Hospital Road. That's all Malden, and some of it's DCR in Malden. So DCR wouldn't necessarily, you know, DCR or Mass DOT usually would coordinate with whatever city they're in for any changes, potential changes. So, um, so you know, it would be two different agencies. If it was within the red area on the screen, it would be Malden and DCR. If it was something in Malden on Murray Hill Road near Hospital Road or the city line, that would be just Malden. We wouldn't necessarily have to coordinate with DCR on that. But the proposal that we had on the screen is outside the yellow area in the Medford controlled jurisdiction. So, um, and, and as you said, it looks like there's maybe two side streets plus the folks that live on Murray Hill Road. And then some of the solutions may help the frontage road of Fellsway East as well. It's the section of five or six houses that's opposite the church there. So that would benefit, that, that would actually benefit the uh, residents of Malvern uh, that live on frontage right. road. Correct. And I think, Council, like what you said before, is that the, the, the big thing is kind of cooperation between our traffic commissions, our city councils, our leadership, if, if, if something like that can be worked out, I think a lot of people would be happy because as we all know, you know traffic, it's, it's like water. You put, up a, you put up a dam one way, the water's gonna find a way another way. And it, that doesn't help. Waze and Google and Apple complicates the issue as well. So, um, you know, the, the simple solution seems to always be the best one. I think that is the best solution. However, we're really going to have to do the uh, getting down to do the work with each other to get that done. Thank you, uh, Todd. If I may, uh, if we wanted to, if there was a do not enter at the bottom of, um, actually, would the, would the do not enter be on Fellsway East? Is that where the is that where the do not enter would be? Um, I have that? another. I have another graphic I could share with. But you know, it, that shows some former options that were tried that some folks had told me about where that negatively impacted Grover, for instance, and then also some of the possible improvements in Malden. So this first one on the screen is um, the way it's been explained to me, the former option where they put a do not enter on Murray Hill Road, but it just forced a lot of people onto Grover and Lund and it forced the residents to have to circle around. So that wasn't necessarily a good one. Another one, was if, if Medford took upon themselves and put a do not enter right at the city line, which is just east of Fells Ave Terrace, that poor person that lives right at the line, everyone coming up from Alden would turn into their driveway and do a three-point turn and potentially create a safety issue with vehicles backing up. So because it's the city line isn't located at an intersection, it would be problematic to do so. Um, another potential in Malden would be a do not enter at on Murray Hill at Hospital Road, that would force anyone coming up westbound on Murray Hill to go onto Hospital Road, but then the side streets north of Hospital Road off the map would likely not 
necessarily like that, but it would just potentially create a circular pattern around the pond. So that ne wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Um, I think this one, this graphic is getting to your point that I have labeled option Y. A do not enter down the bottom of Marty Hill Road where West Border Road is and Fellsmere Pond. That might be, whether it's 24 seven or just seven to nine, that one little segment pr would probably address a lot of this. And then a, another potential for that would be um, one at the bottom and one um, <clears throat> on the frontage road there. But, but you know, so, because there's some ideas where the frontage road right now is two-way. If it were a one-way uphill, then the green light wouldn't be necessary, which means more time for the green could be allocated to Fellsway East and potentially, you know, change the app from saving you know, it, it could potentially, the apps could tell you to stay on Fellsway East to go to Pleasant instead of go up Murray Hill Road if the green light was ever so slightly better, um, if that makes sense. Um, so these are these are not Medford's control. We need to work with other agencies um, and it has to be beneficial to all, in my opinion. So there may be some options to do a circular, to, circular pattern of one-way pattern around the pond in a clockwise um, pattern, but but then depending on what happens in the Malden Hospital area, that may or may not be good for development. You know, uh, you know, many people have different takes on that, right? So, um, but whatever we, whatever proposal we want to improve Medford, but it, because we want to work with Malden and DCR, it, it has to improve things for Malden as well. We don't want to cause a problem for them. Otherwise, why would they do it, right? So, um, so another potential that we spoke about at the on-site meeting was to improve the Pleasant Street, Salem Street corridor between Fellsway East and Fellsway West, because basically that's what some folks are trying to avoid, right? They're trying to avoid the two traffic signals in that corridor between. So there, I think there's some improvement uh, opportunity there to improve the lane structure there to afford better queuing, less wait time potentially without significant cost to traffic signal changes. Um, but again, it's that block is half mauled and half uh, Medford. So I believe I have a graphic I could share on that one, but um, there's, so there's some opportunity there. Um, sorry, let's see. Sorry, folks. Um, so here's a graphic. It's a little busy. Apologize. Um, but this block between Fellsway East, Pleasant Street, where the church is, and then where where our target is, Fellsway West and Salem, that block is currently striped as essentially like one wide lane in each direction. <laughs> um, and the block currently has essentially no parking except maybe two parking spaces in front of these two houses here in the middle, um, opposite St. Mary's. It, there is a signed restriction 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., but if those two parking spaces were removed and no parking was allowed in this whole stretch, then this, the distance between the curbs would afford potentially, as shown here, the yellow and white lines, two lanes to queue at Fellsway East and two lanes or more to queue at Fellsway West instead of one lane queue in each direction, which we know, all of us know, it backs up the whole block, one lane. So, so that could be a potential improvement. Whether it would be enough, 
to get folks to avoid cutting through Mario Rose to be determined, but um, that's a possibility. John? Yep. If I may, those two parking spots that you just referenced, are those in Malden or are they in Medford? I believe they're technically in the Medford side of the line. The cross. Right, yep. can you see my cursor? Yes. So right here, the line is roughly St. Mary's plus or minus. So, so these two houses here, um, there is a driveway between. I don't know what the relationship is there or the sharing of the driveway, but you know, if it posed a problem to those two particular houses, maybe, and, and this would have to be traffic commission, but maybe the traffic commission could consider allowing a variance for those people to park on St. Mary's Street. Um, and then there is parking, as we know, on Fellsway East and Fellsway West, but we don't control that parking. But um, so I think this this striping improvement on on Pleasant and Salem may be beneficial to both Malden and Medford. Um, it's at least in that block in between. And to line things up at the intersection, it may require restriping the other side of Pleasant and potentially the other side of Salem which right now we kind of all know people use as two lanes anyways in front of Target there. So half this is in Medford, half in Malden, but the two signals are owned and operated by DCR. So usually whoever owns and operates the signal has um, a stake in the lane structure at that signal as well. Thank you. Council Box. Thank, thank you, Mr. President. And I wanna thank uh, Todd Blake for his input. Um, it's very helpful to see these options, uh, the President, and many of which I agree upon. Uh, I have to say, uh, I agree with Councilor Scarpelli regarding the uh, speed table. And if we're able to do something temporary, I, I agree, we don't want to spend a lot of money to find out uh, it's uh, not working. But if we're able to do some type of temporary speed table uh, in the meantime, to see what it does to reduce the uh, speed uh, on our streets, which we heard from the spooners and so forth, I think would go a long way, Mr. President. It was also mentioned that uh, we would have to get some type of approval. Uh, I think Sergeant Hartnett mentioned it uh, about reducing speeds on uh, some of the roads up there. And I, I'd just like to get a further clarification on that because when we did it citywide, it was actually this Method City Council that voted to reduce the speed limit citywide and uh, it was approved by the Traffic Commission. And I'm not sure why if we're talking about a, an area that's so hilly and uh, you know a speed bump, uh, as Todd Blake mentioned, probably wouldn't be the appropriate placement on uh, a hill uh, because of the uplift um, or, or the ramp effect. Uh, I can see that. But on the other hand, I can't see why the speed limit that may be on flat roads in other parts of the city has to be continuous up in an area that we know the heights which is a very hilly area. And as the, Mr. Spooner mentioned, why we can't reduce uh, the speed on these streets. Uh, is Sergeant Hodden, so, we need approval from 
Yeah, state. So, so the difference with what we're talking about is, right, so when the legislature uh, enacted that some years ago for the 25 miles an hour, what, what that legislation did was allowed cities and towns the option to reduce their citywide speed limit to 25 miles an hour. Okay, so that was for citywide. Now, the, as you said, Council, the Traffic Commission approved it, the City Council was for it, okay, and it was allowed. However, that was for 25 miles an hour for the citywide. That was one small, that was one, uh, you know, portion of that legislation. To have to go back to the table to reduce it even further, because that was legislation across the Commonwealth. And that was only if um, the city was strictly settled. And I apologize for getting into some of this stuff. It's a, it's a lot of traffic stuff that we have to figure out, but because if the city, if the city is strictly settled, that's why it was allowed to be reduced 25 miles an hour citywide. There are certain requirements by the Mass DOT that if it's not thickly settled, you can't do that. But because Metro is, you know, as such, we were able to do it. To reduce it further on another street or on streets, that would require to go back to the original requirements of DOT, as opposed to the legislation which basically gave the city the blanket. As long as you made that um, requirement of having it thickly settled. So now what we'd have to do is we'd have to go back into a lot of studies that go on with it. I mean, uh, uh, visual uh, studies, studies like the tubes that you see on the ground, uh, there's a, is a long process with it uh, that ultimately the DOT are the, you know, the, they're the ones that make the decision. And again, as I said before, they typically go off of like it's called the 85th percent health speed or median speed, somewhere around that. Um, and that's kind of how they determine the speed of the road. So I, I understand the confusion on why we were allowed to do 25 miles an hour, but there is a difference because it was a blanket um, pass in legislation that allowed cities and towns to reduce it citywide as long as they were thickly set. But on individual roads, the DOT still does re, uh, retain the authority to increase or decrease the speed level. Okay. Correct. So, if I may add to that, so the two things that the state has control over all cities in the uh, Commonwealth are speed and truck exclusions. So, so as as Sergeant Hartnett just said, the that home rule petition was a special case where it applied to all roads at once. But any other request to go above or below is still on an individual basis through MassDOT system. Um, there are some other things to explore that some other cities and towns are exploring. Um, you know, if speed were really um, something that Medford wanted to address as a whole, potentially working with other communities, you know, I wouldn't necessarily put it out of the realm of possibility that you could try another home rule petition to lower it to 20, you know, but the thing is for 20, um, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense on locally classified roadways. There are some roadways that are collectors or, or arterials that may, maybe shouldn't be necessarily that speed. So, um, but th that's not necessarily an opera. Now I'm just saying that that was a very special case lowering from 30 to 25 and it required state legislation that the process that Charlie uh, alluded to is an individual 
basis. And it's kind of counterintuitive to a lot of folks. You collect data in whatever speed the data says, the 84th percentile, basically MassDOT posts the speed based on what people are already going, not what we want them to go, right? So if, if you collect the data on a street that even if the speed limit's 25, if the data says 30, they would suggest raising limits at 30 because that whole process that they have, although it seems antiquated to folks, it's, it's basically posting the speed limit to what the natural um, speeds are based on what drivers are doing versus what we want them to do. Right, so, so from what we heard from Sajin Hotnet's uh, uh, study was that the average speed was, would you say 17 miles an hour? Uh, I mean, it was, it was well below with the right. current listed speed limit is. So, so I, I think on, on some level that we have to give some type of pushback. Uh, and I appreciate DOT and I appreciate the fact that there's laws and requirements. But I, I think when it comes to the safety of our residents, that we have to give some type of pushback. And if it's a home rule petition, uh, that can be easily uh, approved by this council, approved by the mayor, and sent to the state legislature. Um, if, if that's the requirement. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's something that we really need to look into as, as a community, um, not just in this area, uh, across the city. So I, I have, I have to uh, state that. Um, there, the, the other, go ahead, I'm sorry. There are some other tools in our toolbox that some other cities have used more extensively than us so far. Um, so there's something called school zones. Everyone knows near schools could be lower to 20 versus 25 but there's something else called a safety zone. So there's, there's actually rules that allow cities and towns to create safety zones that go to 20 instead of 25, but there's still certain criteria that's supposed to be met. But the, the requirements in the process for, for involving the state for those is a little less cumbersome or a little less involved than, than a standard speed reduction uh, study. So, so safety zones could be something that the city explores more extensively. Um, Somerville has quite a bit of them. Cambridge actually um, went the very aggressive route and changed every single side street in the city at once. Um, so, but they had to sign every single street as well. So, so we, could, we could try to draw from other experiences from our neighbors and you know, borrow what we like and, and leave what we don't. So, so I, I actually love that idea of creating safety zones uh, in, in particular sections of the city. And the heights would be a, a, an excellent starting point. So I, I would like to make that recommendation tonight, Mr. President, Second. that uh, we look into the creation of safety zones uh, within the Murray Hill, Fulton Spring, Falzav, Fern, the entire area, Mr. President, uh, look at creating safety zones. Uh, the second question I had, Mr. President, is relative <coughs> to DOT's authority. Now, as we all know, we have some 780 roads in the city, of which I believe about 45 to 50 percent uh, are private ways. Um, uh, Mr. Blake, uh, does DOT have responsibility over the speeds on private ways? We'll look into that and get back to you. I believe uh, any public way, they, they would have control. It's, it's different than if it's private property, say if it's a parking lot of a mall or 
you know, a private drive versus a private way. Um, so, so I would say, you know, yes, they do in that regard. Um, if, if, if the general public is allowed to pass on it, there's still standards that need to be met that, that are consistent across the Commonwealth. Whereas if it's a private drive solely controlled on private property, it's, it's a different uh, issue is my understanding, but we get back to you in that. I do want to follow up with the safety zone to say that there are certain criteria that's supposed to be met. So we can't, we're not necessarily allowed to put them anywhere we want necessarily. Um, some of the criteria, just for instance, it's not the only criteria, but some, you know, are, are street sections where there may be a daycare or an elderly facility or other vulnerable populations, things of that nature. Um, so I just wanted to qualify, and the traffic commission, I believe, would have to approve those as well, so there'd be a public process. Right. If you need someone to stand behind you, you have this Method City Council, Todd, so uh, when the going gets tough, you know we're behind you. So uh, the safety zones, I think, are a great step forward. Um, so uh, we have that in the uh, order of a motion, Mr. President. Uh, secondly, I would ask that uh, we get a ruling from the city solicitor regarding the authority of DOT uh, to restrict speed limits on private roads. I'd like to get a legal opinion on that, uh, Mr. President, especially where we have hundreds of private roads in the community in which uh, on many of them, residents own to the middle of the street. Um, and I'd like to have a, a, a ruling from the city solicitor on that. Um, I support the, the no right turns at those locations. I think they were option A under your presentation. I think it's a good starting point that we can tweak from that starting point. Um, I'm at the point right now where this has been going on for so long and we are making movement that I'd like to just throw a bunch of solutions out there, see what works and move forward with what's working and tweak what's not working uh, rather than be you know, more hesitant on moving stuff forward. So I, I really believe that we need to look at that. I agree with Councilor Falco about the top of Murray Hill Road. Uh, there's no reason why we can't have our mayor sit down with the mayor, Mayor Christensen of Alden, and say, hey, how do we work this out? There's two mayors, right, that were elected by the people. They can't work out an issue of this magnitude. I, I can't believe that that can't be done really something in a, uh, overnight. I, I really can't believe that. So, again, Mr. President, put in the form of a motion, uh, and I think we've done this in the past, that uh, our mayor, Mayor Lungo Kern, meet with the uh, administration of the city of Malden and come to a resolution regarding a do not enter uh, at the top of Murray Hill Road. I think as Council Falco and Council Scarpelli yourself uh, and the other councils have alluded to, I think would go a long way to uh, reducing the volume. To me, once you reduce the volume, everything else will, I think, flow. You reduce the volume, then we put in the mechanisms to reduce speed. And, and you know, and, and everything else, but let's get a handle on the volume first. I, I think that's uh, critical, Mr. President. And the, the last point I have, and this council has voted several times, I think, is that uh, uh, resident-only access at the corner of uh, Fulton Spring and uh, Fulton Street. So resident-only access at that uh, corner right there, Mr. President. And if you want to make it during certain hours. You know, the peak hours, uh, seven and a four to Fulton, Fulton, Spring. Uh, Fulton Spring and Fulton. And we've, we've voted on this, I think, two or three times. We've sent it to the Traffic Commission. 
And uh, I'm not sure really of the response, but I, I think coupled with the fact that talking about the do, do not enter signs uh, with uh, stuff like Councilor Scott Pelly mentioned about uh, the temporary speed tables with Council Falco mentioned about the top of Murray Hill Road. Um, I, I think that's a, another piece of the puzzle um, that uh, we erect the sign and see if it works. Apparently they're working in other areas. Well, throughout the community, there's dozens, dozens and dozens of do not enter resident only signs. And, you know, uh, I realize the enforcement, believe me, I realize that they must be up for a reason um, and they must be doing something to deter people from going through their neighborhoods. And I say this is long overdue uh, in this area, Mr. President. So I would put that in the, the form of a motion as well. Um, and again, I appreciate everyone's effort on this. This, this, this uh, is not an easy issue and uh, I appreciate the residents' uh, concerns up there, but we really need to just start putting things in place and seeing what happens. I, I really believe that. And, and worry about everything after. I come from a different train of thought, Mr. President. I really do. You know, I'll, I'll wait for DOT to come knocking on our door if we're in violation of one of their rules. Because guess what? It's never going to happen. So my opinion is if we need to reduce the speed limit in this city, let's reduce the speed limit. Let's worry about DOT at another point. You know, that's public safety first in our community, um, you know, over everything else. And, you know, so let them come knocking if they need to. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. Council Falco. Thank you, uh, Mr. President. I just wanted to uh, thank Council Marks. I, I do agree. I think volume, getting control over the volume is, is really the key. I think trying out the, the no right-hand turns is something that we should we should definitely entertain and, and, and probably uh, execute if that's if that's if that's the way the traffic commission the traffic commission would have to rule on that. Sure. So if that's what they, they feel like, why not try it? I mean, if if it doesn't work and it's bad, then I guess we can reverse course. Yeah. But to Absolutely. me, it's like might as well try it. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt. So um, so I, I would be uh, for that. And I think the safety zone option. Uh, that you mentioned as well, it's definitely something that should be explored. Uh, if you look at it this way, if it works in one section of the city, you know, we could take a look at that. And, you know, if it's, a, if it's successful, there might be other parts of the city that we should do that as well. So it's something that really we should explore. We should try it. Um, and, and, and I thank, uh, thank uh, uh, Todd Blake for mentioning that. And um, I, I, wanna, I wanna thank you, Sergeant Hyman and Todd Blake and, and all the counselors because we've spent a lot of time on this issue, and uh, it's it, but traffic is probably one of the issues that pops up at every meeting. Um, I know the police meetings, when you have the police meetings, at every single police meeting, traffic was the major issue, um, which in, in some ways that's a good thing because you know it, it, could, it could be a lot worse. Uh, but uh, th these are issues that we need to look at, and uh, these are some solutions that I think could definitely have a positive impact. On, on the neighborhood uh, in, in uh, full night. So uh, I, I thank you very much for your time. And uh, I definitely would, um, uh, or, or definitely in favor of the motion that uh, Council Marks uh, mentioned earlier. Thank you. Uh, again, I, again, I think that uh, uh, Tweed is in this endeavor. I think that Council Falco and Council Marks hit the nail on the head. And I think I appreciate what Sergeant Hartnett does. I said, uh, and Todd Blake, there's definitely some change and there's definitely movement. And you can see that there's so much positive work being done. Sergeant Hart, and I, 
I want to thank you because there's a correlation. You coming on, the traffic engineer being hired, and then putting all this together, at least we're trying some, uh, some solutions there. And I think that we have to applaud you two for the job that you're doing. So I want to thank you for that. Um, and again, the, the, the resolutions that were put forward, spot on. I think anybody else can top those or, or add anything to those because those are perfect. So I think this is where now we have to put our uh, feet on the ground and go get things done and see what happens. So again, uh, closing, I just want to thank you very much. And Todd, thank you very much. This is uh, exactly what this community, whether if they like it or not, they can't argue the fact and how hard you've been working to try to find a solution. So, and, and that I applaud, so thank you. Uh, Debbie Spooner, Debbie, did you want to speak again? Uh, Mr. Clerk, Mr. Clerk, can you unmute Debbie Spooner? Hi, again, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. yeah, I just had one more question or comment. I, I like the signage, but what would be at the bottom of Fells Ave? Because now the traffic would go past the Immaculate to the intersection of the Fells Way, heading, taking a right, and then once you get on that Fells Way to get to 93, the next possible solution for people is that they will now take a right up Fells Ave, follow Fells Ave all the way through down Fulton Spring, all the way to Fulton Street, across Fulton Street, down Fulton Spring, and then back onto the Fells Way. So I think we also need no turns on Fells Ave or Fern Road during those hours because it's only pushing the traffic to those streets up the hill and then again across because those two that fells Ave runs parallel with the fells way so stopping the traffic at murray hill is great but what's going to happen is they'll go right down salem street to the satellites take a right take their first right on fells Ave, follow fells Ave all the way out back down to fulton street and across and back to 93. So something has to be done at the bottom of Fells Ave to prevent the Fellsway traffic that's being diverted from the other intersection from coming up Fells Ave or coming up Fern Road. Or for, you know, do you know what I'm saying? I would yep. say we, we could monitor that. Um, the Fellsway West I see is, it, is Yeah, I see control. it every day. I see the traffic all the time. And that, that's definitely what's happening. Oh, Ms. Burns, I, I, I would agree uh, that that is something that would need to happen. However, there is, again, and I, I hate to uh, sound like well, a Well, I get the whole DC, I get the whole, you know, DC, but if we're putting a sign on Fells Ave, which is a Medford street, a public street that says, do not enter between these hours. It's my street and you're not coming up. It, it has nothing to do with anybody else. I can certainly understand, you know, the, the thought process there. The, the problem that we'll encounter with uh, the, the state is that it is a state road um, and, and we'd have to consult with uh, the, the legal uh, on th those sort of issues because we can't restrict um, access to a state highway as well. So I wouldn't be able to We're not restricting. Yeah, but I'm not restricting the access to a state highway. I'm restricting the access, access from somebody that's on a state highway from going on to a private road. 
Agreed, but that would have to be that would have to go on the state road, which unfortunately is out yeah, of but right. Well, then then we need to do what we have to do to explore that too, because that is a lot of the problem. And all these other things are great, but unless you're going to restrict the access from coming up from the Fellsway up into this area, then none of this is going to work. They're just going to bypass everything else. It has to stop. So I don't see why we can't stop cars from going on Falzav or Fern Road because these roads all run parallel with the Fellsway. Absolutely, look into it. I, I'd like to see if we could get a legal opinion on that. If, if that would be the case, if we could do that, Mr. President, I, I'm I'm for all options. So, Mr. President, Council Falcon, if I may. Um, um, a good point has just been made, and that is, you know, restricting access. Can we restrict access from cars coming from a state road onto a local road? So, if we could get an opinion from a city from our city solicitor as to uh, whether we can restrict access from a state road onto the city of Medford public way. So, can you repeat that, Council Falco? If we can restrict access from a state road onto a Medford public way. And when it, it actually is more than one, because when we think yeah. about this, we, should, we have to think about Fern Road. And Fern Road is well on that, because like Sergeant Hyde said, traffic is like water. It flows. And what happens is, if you shut down Fells Ave, they're going to go to Fern Road. Well, I, I, if I can, if I can add to that, Council Falco, um, maybe uh, Sergeant Hyde can help. I mean, that was the issue in West Medford when you talked about Route 16 as you're going toward um, Whole Foods, where that's a state road and the side streets were resident roads and they do not enter. So if that, if that, I think that's precedent. So that's precedent. So maybe that's a way Absolutely. we can- And we could certainly argue that, that before the state. Well, if the state did that, if the state can do that there, they can sure do it in North Medford. So thank you. Yes. For great point. Yes. But, hi, John. Thank you. If I may, that that's a great point. Um, some of it has to do with where the sign is located, if it's located on state property or city property. So I, I would suggest that we try the option A and monitor it and, and regroup uh, if the side effects, because one thing, it is like water, but as we know, uh, Fern and Fells Ave off Fellsway West are steep incline hills. So they may or may not, it may or may not happen that those are side effects, but um, we could take the incremental approach and try the option A at Murray Hill and then follow up with monitoring it to see if that. Mr. President? Coach Falcon. I'd like to make the motion that if the right hand turn, if we go with the right hand, the no right hand turn option. Correct. That the traffic be monitored with the traffic counter at sure. the bottom of Felzav and Fern Road from 7 to 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. to see if that traffic is trying to get around that no right-hand turn and try to come up Fern Road and Felzav during those hours. That's, um, that's completely reasonable, yeah. Then we can actually take a true measurement yeah. as to if those signs do go, when those signs do go up, if that's the option that the traffic commission takes. Mm -hmm if it actually is effective or is that traffic coming up those 
truck coming up in that area just in a different way. And we so, could see, we, Mr. President, if, if I could, if we, we could see, like Council Falcon was saying, we could see where the traffic is actually going. And, you know, if we, if we notice that it's not going up, then that, that's a great sign. And if it is, then we can always, this, this, this is probably going to be a process. What we do right away may not necessarily, I hope it works. <laughs> I think it would cause a lot of heartache, but it may not. And we may have to readjust. But I, I really want to let you all know, I really appreciate um, having this meeting because- we, we, have, we have one more resident that wants to speak. Oh, go ahead. And, if, um, and if, I, if I may really quick, I think the other thing we have to watch out for too is if we, if we did go down the road of putting up do not enter signs at the end of Bell's Ave and Fern Road, we do have to remember that there is a gas station that has an entrance at the bottom of Fern Road. So we need to mm. keep that. We need to keep that in mind that, that that that's impacting a local business. So I'm not sure if that do not have to sign could be moved further up. So you could go to the gas station, but not go into the neighborhood. So that's that's something I think that needs to be taken into account. If that option, if that if that is to happen. So, thank, thank you, you. Uh, Kerry Laidlaw. Did you want to speak, Mr. Clerk? Can you want to unmute uh, Kerry Laidlaw? Kerry, are you still there? Where'd you go? Kerry, did you want to speak? Oh, she had a hand up, I guess not. Uh, okay. Uh, any more questions for Todd or the council? Or... Just to, uh, for clarification, um, uh, Sergeant, do you expect to bring these issues before the traffic commission or what's the next step in this process? So regarding signage and some of the recommendations here. So I think the next step is uh, I, I'd like to probably have another meeting with Todd, the chief, um, and as well as Sergeant Rogers, who's one of the other uh, officers in charge of the traffic unit, to uh, kind of game plan this and see uh, what, what the best option is. And yes, the next step would definitely be that uh, uh, either the traffic unit or obviously if the city council is inclined to do so, is come up with a resolution to put that forward before the uh, traffic commission so that we could, uh, at, at a minimum, have a discussion about it or, um, or as much as both on a, on a measure. We could just, we could have a study be done, a, a review for six months, see how it works. If it doesn't, we could uh, go at a, a bunch of different ways. But yes, first we'd probably talk internally about it, but then we'd have to ultimately go through the traffic. Okay, will you keep this council posted? So then in return, we can, keep the residents of the area posted. Absolutely. Uh, just so you know, we did request through our vote to establish this meeting. Uh, I think it was Councilor Falco, Councilor Scott Pelly requested that we had a reverse 911 to alert area residents. And that unfortunately never happened. And that's how we got roughly 80 to 90 people that showed up at our original meeting <laughs> was through the reverse 911. So uh, if you could just keep us posted, yeah. we'll keep the residents posted. And, and keep on creating uh, the interaction uh, so we have the community support as well. Absolutely. That'll go a long way. And people um, can always call the traffic unit if they want to have updates. They can call 781-391-6412. Um, I'm glad to always answer my email. You can uh, traffic at medfitpolice.com. So by all means, uh, you know, if, you have, if the residents have any questions, they can always forward it to us. Let's try Kerry Laidlaw one more time. Uh, Kerry Laidlaw, did you want to speak? Mr. Quirk, can you unmute Kerry Laidlaw? Kerry, did you want to speak? I see your hand up again. 
Kerry? I understand. You should want to speak. Okay. Um, uh, President, may I speak one more time, please? Uh, Todd, good. Thanks. While I have everyone's ear, I just wanted to um, give some further clarification on, on criteria for raised elements. So, so that the treatments on Grove, or, uh, Grove and Lawrence and Governors, things like that, there, there are different costs associated with these types of things. And the ones that are located on those streets are less costly than say a raised intersection or a raised crosswalk because we don't necessarily have drainage to consider. So whenever we locate these types of things, whether it's in North Medford or elsewhere, we, we wanna choose a mid-block location that's not at a crosswalk, those will be cheaper, more easily doable than at an intersection. At an intersection, you wouldn't do one crossing, you'd wanna do the whole crossing, the whole intersection, it would be much more costly. And then at a, at a crosswalk, you need to keep it level for ADA accessibility, but then you get into drainage structures needed. The ones we've implemented keep gaps along the gutter line to allow drainage to pass. So, so just to keep that in mind in terms of where we could locate things, especially at the top plateau of Fells Ave. Thank you, Todd. Okay, so um, we've got five, uh, what was it, six motions here. And I'll read them back to make sure that I uh, have this. So um, on Mr. the motion. You, you want me to start with what I have and you can go through each, we can go through each motion and, and then I, I can read back what I have and, and get clarification from the, uh, and the councilors offering the motions. That'd be great, Mr. Clerk, if you could do that. Okay. First one I have is from Councilor Marks. He moved that the city looked at the creation of safety zones uh, within, and he listed a bunch of streets and then said, uh, but he also said within the entire Fulton Heights area, which was what I captured. And I have a second from Councilor Falco on that. I don't have the individual streets. I just have the, the Fulton Heights area. That's perfect. Okay. So that one is ready to go and it's seconded if you want to vote on that one. And then we can take the next one if you want to do that or we can go through all of them and, and, and clarify them. You want, you want to do one at a time or you want to vote in the past? Uh, can we do one together? at a time? That's right, just because I know, I think Councilor Marks uh, mentioned about the residents only of Fulton Spring, which I- do, You want to vote each one? To avoid a conflict, abstain from that vote. So. I, I, I believe I believe that there are I believe that there are four motions from Councilor Marks and two from Councilor Falco here. Correct. You want to vote on this package or, or, or whichever way? You want to vote them all at once? Yeah, we'll vote them all at once. Okay. Uh, uh, second one of Councilor Marks. Rick. Second one from Councilor Marks. Uh, Councilor Marks moved for an opinion from the city solicitor on DOT's ability to re restrict speed limits on private roads. That's right. perfect. And we have a second on that one. Seconded by Council Scott Pelley. Hang on. Okay. Uh, the next one I have. Uh, Council Marks moved that Mayor Lungo Curran meet with the administration of the city of Malden and come to a resolution regarding putting a do not enter sign at the top of Murray Hill Road. Is that correct, Council Marks? It sounds correct. Okay, I, I gotta make one tweak to this. We just clarify that 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 look, that stop sign would be in the do not access would be in the in Malden, just so they know what's side. Yeah. Is it on the Malden side? Okay. Yeah. And we have a second on that. So on, you want the you want the resolution the, the motion to say on the Malden side? Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Hang on. Second. Hang on. Hang on. Who is? Hang on. 
And Councilor Bear second? Yes. Okay. I have the next motion from Council Marks. It's actually uh, the final motion from Council Marks. Uh, Council Marks moved for resident only access at the corner of Fulton Spring Road and Fulton Street. Between the hours of uh, seven and nine and uh, four and six. Okay, hang on. Council Mr. President, if we could do that one separate. Okay, I greatly appreciate it. I mean, I, I've got each of these teed up and seconded. It's not going to take long to vote on each one. How am I doing them all once? The last one that I just want to abstain. Okay, so. Um, okay, guys, let's let's vote on. Uh, Council Mark says three. We'll, we want to vote on, we'll vote on those three. Uh, so, um, on the three motions by Council Marks, uh, mm -hmm. that's seconded by Council Bears, Council Scarpelli, and Council Falco. Mr. Clay, please call the roll on those three. Okay, so I'm calling the roll on all three votes, and I'm going to enter the total separately, so it's going to take a second, but I'm going to call the roll for all three of those first three of Councilor Mark's motions. Yes. Councilor Bears. Yes. Councilor Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Carviello. Yes. Seven affirmative motion passes. Give me a quick second to type up these three these three votes, and I'll be right I'll be right back with you. Whatever you need. President, can you sing us a song while we're waiting? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you getting overtime today? Is this overtime for you? <laughs> we can say a couple more hours if you want. <laughs> okay, I have those three typed up, and then I, I'm down to Council Marks's motion for resident-only access at the corner of Fulton Spring Road and Fulton Street between the hours of 7 and 9 a.m. and 4 and 6 p.m. Yes. That motion awaits a second. Second by. So moved. Second by Councilor Knight. And. And Councilor Falco, did I hear you say that you were going to abstain from this vote because you uh, you you're a resident on that street? You are correct. Thank you. Hang on a second. Let me just let me just note that for the record. Are you ready for me to take, call the roll on that one? Call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Council Falco, are you abstaining? Correct. Vice President Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Caraviello. Yes. Six day parameter, one abstention. Uh, so we have two from uh, Councilor Falco. Correct. Hang on just a second. Let me let me read those back. 
First one I have from Councilor Falco. Councilor Falco moved for an opinion from the city solicitor on whether the city can restrict access from a state road onto a Medford public way. Is that correct, Councilor Falco? You are correct. And that motion yeah. awaits a second. And seconded by, second. Second by Councilor Scarpelli. Okay, hang on. Another roll. Here comes the roll call on Councilor Falco's first motion. Councilor Bears. Yes. Councilor Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Carviello. Yes, seven affirmative motion passes. And then I have uh, I have a final motion from Councilor Falco. Councilor Falco moved that if the seat, and I'm going to need a little help on this one, I believe, uh, Councilor Falco. Uh, Councilor Falco moved that if the city goes with the no right-hand turn option, that traffic be monitored at the bottom of Fells Ave and Fern Road to see if that traffic is trying to get around those restrictions to get out to get onto Fells Ave and Fern Road. To gauge. So I need a little clarification there. Just to gauge. Can you read that back again? I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I did, I, I'm not sure I transcribed this the right way. That's why I'm asking. Council Falco moved that if the city goes with the no right-hand turn option, that traffic be monitored at the bottom of Fells Ave and Fern Road to see if traffic is trying to get around those restrictions to get onto Fells Ave and Fern Road. Traffic has increased. So measure traffic, traffic increase of yeah. flow. Okay. okay, hang on. Okay. On the motion by Council Falco, second advice. Yeah, I, 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 I got it. So traffic, traffic being monitored to measure traffic flow? Correct. Okay, hang on. And if, I, if you could also put in that it's me measured with a traffic counter, just so we can have real data. Second. That was second by Council Scarpelli already. Too slow, sorry. Hang on a second. Motion to send the clerk to type in school. <laughs> I'm already doing a hundred words a minute. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's all. Um, okay, I'm ready for the roll call on that whenever, whenever you are. Good, we're ready for you. Thanks. Council Bears. Yes. Council Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Carviello. Yes, I mean, the permanent motion passes. I think uh, Council Scarpelli wants to add one more motion. I, I believe it. I, I wasn't clear, but I, I, I thought Council Mox was adding it his. But uh, I'd also like to motion that we ask the Traffic Commission and the City Administration implement um, the speed bump for um, uh, the table. Speed, speed, table. speed table over uh, the top of Fulton Street. Um, to gauge uh, the the interest or the need for permanent a permanent uh, structure. Okay. Get that, Mr. Clark. Hang on. Todd Blake asks Fulton or Fells in the chat. 
Top of Fells Ave, right? Top of Fells Ave, excuse me. Sure, Fells Ave. Top of Fells Ave. Brain freeze. Council for Scarpelli moved to ask the Traffic Commission and the City Administration implement the speed table over the top of Fells Ave to gauge the interest or the need for permanent construction there. Please. On, on the motion by Council Scarpelli, seconded by. Second. Second by Council uh, Marx. The clerk, please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Yes. Councilor Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Caraviello. Yes, seven the primitive motion passes. I want to thank uh, all the residents who participated this evening, uh, Mr. President. And Sergeant Ardner, Chief Buckley, Todd, uh, Councilor Scarpelli. Real quick, I know while we have Sergeant Hardin here. Um, Sergeant, it's how I, I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead or, or be too hopeful here. But uh, the South and Maine. It seems like it's been pretty good. I haven't heard one thing since we made that change. I know we had some confusion with people pulling into the fire station turning, but other than that, I haven't heard many accidents. There hasn't been any posts. There hasn't been any calls. Uh, knock on wood. Is that, is that true? Or is it? Mr. President, we're just missing the audio. Oh, oh, uh, uh, oh. Pat, can you put it on? Uh, thank you. Oh, okay, sorry you. about that. Uh, yeah, like I said before, no news is uh, sometimes good news, and we haven't gotten any complaints about it. Uh, so that's a good thing. You know, typically before we used to be able to hear the crashes coming out from 100 Main. I haven't heard one yet. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we did get some good review, uh, reviews for, at the last traffic commission meeting. So, I mean, it's working. It's, awesome. it's we're saying, I, I think we're, you know, in the right direction of saving lives at that intersection. So, trial and ever. Thank you again. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, thank sure, you, sure. again. Uh, and again, thank you to everybody who attended this evening and for all the work that the councils did. Uh, so, uh, do we have a motion to adjourn? Motion adjourn by Council Scarpelli. Second and bye. Second. 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 Like Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Are you? Are, do you want to report out favorably as well? Yes, we do. Okay. So, Council Scarpelli moved to report out favorably and to yes. adjourn. Yes. And who's seconded, please? Council Box. Okay. Council Bears. Yes. Council Falco. Vice President Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Caraviello. Please the motion passes. Meeting is adjourned.